This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Start with uh, ripping Reavers right away. Yes. Right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm ready, Lizzo. Well, I'm ready to do this. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 291, December 23rd, 2019. The high on this day, the record high as far as we know, because we don't have those records going back very far. 58 degrees in 1888, 27 below in 1872. And I have an additional note because it amuses me. Uh, on the 21st, which of course is the sacred day for the Royal Order mm-hmm. of the 21sters, it was 56 degrees on the 21st in 1877, and yesterday, the 22nd, the record high was 53 in 1890. That's all you're giving today? Mm-hmm. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Get it out of the way for both of us, Kenny. Jeez, what's going on here? Chris, you jackass you. I know. (laughs) Both Such and I, should we say we snubbed him? You were, I didn't. You were nicer than I was yeah. because I was up to my eyeballs in ADP payroll stuff, which makes me really angry. Right. And I, I was really concentrating hard. But Chris brings in a guy, a listener, that what you bumped into him in the lobby. Well, he, he and I were exchanging emails, and he said he would be here at 11 o'clock on Monday. Which is fine. You bring him in here. You introduce him by using his real name. Which we're not supposed to and, use on the air. And said, he's been Frank. to a few broadcasts. Frank here has been to a few broadcasts. I look up, thank you, nice to meet you, so-and-so, and literally go right back to my laptop and ignore him. Mm-hmm. I was as mean as you could possibly be to another human being, which, yeah, normal. You know why? Normal. You know why? No, norm- we didn't know it was the chief. It was the chief! I had a beer with Ooh, the chief at the fair. We yeah. have been instructed mm-hmm. only to call him the chief. Right. And I had a long, wonderful, a number of great conversations with him at, at the fair and other places. And he brought great gifts, I've by the used way. him in ads for DK Mags. Oh, oh my mm-hmm. God, he's a wonderful guy. And I snub him. Yeah. And it's your fault. And, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, when I was walking him back out to the parking lot, a, a, a tear kind of formed in his corner <laughs> of his eye. Oh, and, he, and he said, did got, I do something wrong? If I would have <laughs> known. It was chief. I would have made him sit down, and I would have given him an earful of what was irritating me with my payroll stuff. Merry Christmas, GL staff. He'll still be sitting here. This is his card. Hope it's the happiest. Mr. Mayor, even though the CP says GL is a fake town, its residents are real. There's a little cheer for your staff since Santa's fat ass Shirley has them on all his naughty list. Chief in the RC, and he sent some great stuff over, including 
uh, jerky from Grunhofer's. Oh, yeah. 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 Herring, mm-hmm. selection of beers. Chief, Everything but the alcohol has already been opened. Chief, the next <laughs> yeah, well, time I, we meet. I, uh, I didn't see any laying around here. The next time we meet, Chief, I'll be buying all the beers for you. I will not allow you to buy a beer for me. Miss Minnetonka writes, I am uh, really miss listening to you on the radio. And doesn't apparently does it. Merry Christmas from Miss Minnetonka. Who's been with us for a hundred years? I didn't get a birthday card from her. She can't figure out the podcast. What? Miss Minnetonka. Come on. So how are you gonna do that? Are you gonna have to write her back and mail her a letter? Well that's true. She's not gonna hear this. Right. Well, did you say the let's send her a letter? Did there you, you say go. the envelope? You go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'll you, take you, care of that. You go ahead. In fact, uh, if you'd like to learn how to listen to the podcast, send us a self-addressed stamp envelope. <laughs> right. Well, she has her address on that uh, envelope. <laughs> I was uh, startled by a uh, uh, headline on a number of websites that Seattle sees its darkest day in recorded history. Hmm. And I thought, my God, what happened? A murder or yeah. an earthquake? What? No, literally, it's darkest day. It was dark. <clears throat> Okay. It was, was it, dark. But wasn't it like that everywhere else? Cloudy, as in yeah, cl- as in dark. Yeah, like, uh, like right before a thunderstorm, dark. Technically, uh, Saturday might have been the northern hemisphere's shortest day of the year, but in Seattle, Friday proved to be its darkest day in history. Technically, it was the darkest day ever recorded by three devices that the University of Washington installed on the roof of its atmospheric sciences building in 1996. The device is known as a Pyranometer measure the amount of solar radiation that reaches the surface of the Earth each day, and and uh, but they've had fog and rain and clouds, so it was the darkest day in Seattle, uh, and it's and and miraculously enough, it doesn't mention uh, climate change. Oh, that's where wow. I thought Come you were going on. for sure. Right, I thought they would too, uh, but it it did not. It's the darkest day since no. Dark, they say this is the darkest day. And there's a helpful picture of some cars with their lights on. In some, uh, File photo? In Seattle. Yeah. Darkest day in history. Boy, in Seattle gets dark, too, I bet. I bet it does, John. It's rainy. I, I bet it does. Yeah. I bet it. <laughs> Today's going to be fun. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Barry Shockle, uh, he also noted that story. Uh, but he also noted it does not mention climate change. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Are we going to get to this? Yes. Because I need to flush myself of this anger. I know. I gave everyone an assignment yesterday. Did you follow up yes. on it? Yes. All right. Homework on Christmas week. I know. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was pass, fail, or A, B, C, D, F. <laughs> All right. The play story in yesterday's Star Tribune. A play story is the first story you see on the front page of a newspaper. Climate change trick, dash, more snow. And I uh, immediately, I read it. And then I uh, texted the fellows, I want you all to make sure you, you read this story. And snowplow drivers, city engineers, and park supervisors across Minnesota are bracing for heavier snowfalls this winter as they come to grips with the way climate change is producing more volatile weather in the state's coldest months. Much as rising temperatures and extra moisture have, claim, have caused heavier rainstorms in the summer, climatologists say they are causing more weather extremes in the winter too. So it's pretty well got got it covered. If it snows, that's climate change. If it doesn't snow, that's climate change. If it rains, that's climate change. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't rain, that's climate change. Uh, if it's a hot day, that's climate change. If it's a cold day, that's climate change. What if it's um, just a sunny day, warm day? Yeah, that's that's the first thing that made me mad. The second thing was um, I don't mind you quoting meteorologists mm-hmm. and using that as the basis of your storyline, mm-hmm. but when you 
go to the park supervisor or you go to MnDOT or you go to other people that aren't meteorologists. They're just people that work with the weather and use them as evidence or as sources for the fact that there's climate change. Your story's negated in my world. I mean, if you need a cute antidote, like last year, our drivers put in so-and-so many hours of overtime, right. fine. Okay, but, but don't my, go to them as sources. Here, here's why I told you there'd be a test. What, what, what was the significant takeaway you all had from this story? Oh, anger. Okay, you're getting closer. <laughs> why were you angry? I was angry because why? I what, want to know why what you, were you just said, no matter what the weather is, it's the blame. Uh, climate change is, is the is to blame. I, I, I what was your takeaway? Well, what I found when he said there's different amounts of snow, yeah. you can't you can't predict. He just basically not. said there's sometimes right. we have more, right. sometimes we but, have less. And what I was going right. to say is, is everything cited in the story is anecdotal. Well, and then there's this preposterous paragraph. In addition, places like St. Paul seem to be dealing with more fringe weather. When rain turns to sleet, sleet <laughs> turns to snow, and then back to rain. He said Matt Maureen, street maintenance division manager for St. Paul. Yeah. That's what happened this Thanksgiving, he said, recalling the way streets quickly iced up. What we've learned is that we need to be out there immediately. You can either take care of it immediately or you're dealing with it for an extended period after. Okay, I didn't get angry reading this. I paused. I looked out the window. I might have even said a prayer. (laughs) If this isn't madness, it's at least maddening. Here's my takeaway from this. (laughs) This might as well have been two guys sitting around a pot-bellied stove Thank you. Thank in, you. in 1890 Thank saying, you. boy, we're having a warm December yep. this year. Remember last year, Zeke, when it had all that yeah. snow? Yeah. Sometimes we get more, this sometimes is a, it's This less. is the way people have talked about the weather since the beginning Forever. of time. It's, it's the 15 old guys sitting in the restaurant at 8 a.m. drinking yes. coffee. That's exactly what <laughs> Boy, we got a little snow last night, yeah. huh? Yeah. 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 Out in the country, uh, all us country folk, all we all we care about and talk about in, in uh, late October and November and early December is we need good ice. We need good ice. We need we need it to get down around yep. zero for yep. two weeks straight with no snow. Some years that happens. <laughs> other years it doesn't happen. It's y- like you know, winning the lottery. It's a crapshoot. Right. 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 They're going to win it or not. Jeez. <laughs> but but, but here's, here's what's insidious and why we must push back. This, uh, we have, I hate to use the word weaponized because it's overused and you can foghorn me, but I, it, it, it works in this case and then I'll stop using it. I hate it. Ordinary, the ordinary days of nature have been weaponized to mean climate change. Perfectly, typically ordinary weather, which, which begs the question, none of these people are really guilty of it. You can't, I can't blame a, a maintenance guy on a truck. He's not no, claiming no, it's abs- climate change. Absolutely it's, it's not. Basically, uh, it's basically, it sounds like the uh, reporter, Greg Stanley, uh, I don't know how he came to think he should do this story or if he was assigned this story, but it almost speaks to the idea that everybody who has, has now consumed the Kool-Aid, you must have some year in mind when you thought everything was perfect. Right. <laughs> I had to be 1957. I got a new sled, yeah. and my mom put mittens clipped to my coat, and we went to the park, <laughs> yeah. and it was really nice. But, it was snowy, but, and then it wasn't snowy. Right. But keep in mind, Joel, <laughs> many of the people that are drinking the Kool-Aid are under the age of 30. Right. 
So they don't have a reference point of 1950. Now, I always, uh, uh, let me go back to my sheet. I threw in the weekend records knowing we were going to discuss this uh, climate change trick. That's a good, that's a good headline. That's all it is, is a trick. The believers uh, can get away with anything and just call it climate change. That's right. Or rain, a thunderstorm in the summer. They're, they're typical. We get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it okay. rains. Okay, it was uh, on this day in 1888, December 23rd, two days before Christmas back in 1888, it was 58 degrees. Wow. Uh, on, this day, on the 21st, the summer solstice for the Royal Order of 21sters who were around, it was 56 degrees on the 21st in 1877. And in, uh, on the 22nd of December, which was yesterday, the record happens to have been 53 degrees in 1890. And I have always said, uh, I've always said, I know these are meaningless. These are meaningless. They don't mean anything for me to point these out. I'm, cha- I'm, I'm revising that. They are meaningful to counteract this this non-story, this non-story in, uh, in the Star Tribune yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's a non-story. There's nothing in there to suggest climate change. Nothing. And yet they're talking about, well, you know, we got a little more snow in April, and then we got four inches around Thanksgiving, and that turned to ice. And then now over in St. Paul, over in St. Paul, they're seeing some fringe stuff. They're handing out snow emergencies. <laughs> like You could have had this converse. You could have written this story in any year since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. I do remember that day, that fringe day a few weeks ago where it was dry in Minneapolis. And yeah. as soon as I crossed the river, it started raining. Well, we get fringe weather <laughs> in St. Paul. That's a fringe. We get fringe weather in St. Paul. <laughs> so and right I, now, you know what? Huh. Right now on the Star Tribune's website. Yep. Well, the number one story is Vikings Packers. Number two. Yeah. Yeah, I read a lot of the comments, and there are, you know, many, many GLers commented that you have a non story here, but they also, this story also appealed to the people who seized upon this. It's, yes, it's proving their point. The science is real. Everything's different. Nothing's different. <laughs> and then they turn that and attack us as being non-believers. <laughs> I'm, I'll say it again. I've said it a thousand times. The climate is changing. It always has and always will. Kenny mentioned meteorologist. There's a guy in town. I won't mention his name. He might work at a station with double digits. Um, <laughs> but he has a climate change portion of his weather forecast oh, really? every day. Good. Yep. Is it sponsored? Probably sponsored. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Probably you know by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it's sponsored, I understand. Oh, okay. you know. Make a buck. <laughs> yeah. I, I just... Uh, Short little guy too. Uh, I I read this and I just thought, my God, we have, we have turned a calendar year, of of variable weather, into what these people are claiming is some sort of crisis. It is. This is the most dispiriting development of the last thirty years. It's and it's getting worse. It's come to the point where they're quite literally saying, you know. If it's too little snow, that's climate change. If there's too yeah. much snow, that's climate change. If it's too windy, that's climate change. If it's not wi- anything they want, anything, which is true. That's the way climate has behaved for millennia. That some will, days it snows in the winter, some days it doesn't. That will become a day file story now for the newspaper next December right. 18th. Right. You'll see the same kind of story. Yeah. I had a thought this morning driving in 
driving down 38 thinking, how can I turn this climate thing into money? How do I make money off this like Al Gore and everybody else? It was in turning from 38th onto 42nd Avenue. And right at the Riverside Theater, it occurs to me, Joe, we're already making money from climate change. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've just talked about it for ten minutes, right. and we're getting paid. So <laughs> let's just all pat yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's pat ourselves on the back. So and I, and I've got the vehicles <laughs> that'll get you through any kind of climate change, from Schmelz Countryside in nice. Maplewood, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, Fiat. I like driving interesting cars. You know how I determine what's an interesting car? How slowly I go over railroad tracks. Oh. Yeah. And I, I say to myself, I'm going to take these tracks slowly. I'm driving an interesting car that I really enjoy. Well, that's just one of the ways I test it. That and I try to avoid potholes. Right now I'm driving the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, named after a great winding Alps highway in Italy. It's a fantastic SUV. I've had a couple of uh, Volkswagens from Schmelz. I've had a, uh, this is my second Alfa Romeo. I love interesting cars. One of the most interesting cars I ever had was my half car that I referenced for years. How did that go over the uh, railroad tracks? Uh, very carefully. <laughs> wow. That was a very hot rod golf. And uh, I love the Fiats. I'm seriously considering a Fiat 124. Great summer roadster. Uh, these are great, great vehicles from a great family-owned dealership. One of the few left in the Twin Cities. In fact, I don't know if there are any more. Because they don't have 15 stores. This is it. Schmelz Countryside, Highway 61 and 36. It's in the uh, southeast quadrant of that intersection. And uh, check it out at Schmelz. It's S-C-H-M-E-L-Z. SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. And SchmelzFiat.com to look at the inventory and prices, which you are going to find pleasingly surprising. And uh, please tell them that you... uh, are there because of the Garage Logic podcast. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. You take your hard-earned money, and when you spend it, you want a great value. You want to be entertained. You want a great meal. You want a great ambiance. Well, that's exactly what you get at Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis. Jack's Cafe is three generations. This is a family-run restaurant, but they're more than just putting out food. They are wonderfully, they're involved in the community. Uh, Royce, who was there last week or the week before for the uh, Johnny's Watch game. So they're really high. Uh, U of M, University of St. Thomas, St. Johnny's. Yes, Billy Kozak is a Johnny grad, and he's a good guy and will entertain any of those Tommies that come by. If you want to put your holiday party, your year-end party, or maybe it's just your End of the year sports party. They can accommodate ten to three hundred. They've got the facilities. I'll give you the phone number. You can call and ask them some questions. Six one two seven eight nine seventy two ninety seven. The website is jackscafe.com. J a x c a f e dot com. Also talking about spending your hard earned money. How about the rookie date night VIP menu? Ninety nine dollars per couple includes a bottle of wine and a four course meal of which you have several different choices. Go online to jackscafe.com, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com, and don't forget to tell them you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. There's another piece in the Star Tribune today in which, miraculously, climate change was not mentioned. But it's a story about how orca whales are getting smaller because right. the salmon they feed on are getting smaller. Well, 
Orca whales and salmon have been around a lot longer than us, and they figured out things. Why can't this just be called evolution? It, it seemed, when I was reading it, it seemed like an anti-evolution right. piece. <laughs> How dare you whales get smaller or bigger? You should be exactly what we pictured you in our little cartoon books. And then I thought about that Roycey line, whatever, for, for ticks or whatever it was. No more, no ambition. Yeah, yeah no, no ambition. ambition. <laughs> the uh, findings were published last month in a peer-reviewed scientific journal called Endangered Species Research, and it's all based on aerial photos taken by drones of whales, and uh, somehow they've been able to come up with the idea that they're a little shorter than they used to be, and that's because the fish they're eating are are not as robust as they once were, but nowhere here is is climate change uh, mentioned. Do you think that they're just, um, they're trying... They're trying to get us to reach that conclusion ourselves yeah, without sure. actually saying so. Because I, I read a throw, what I considered a throwaway piece, uh, and it might have been yesterday's paper, about the amount of miles that people are now traveling in order to go to church. And some people will travel up to an hour. And it's a pretty long piece. And by the time, and the only reason I kept reading is, is because I knew at some point they were going to mention, and this is what is contributing to greenhouse gases but and see, climate you've been change. So power wash you introduced right. it yourself <laughs> right yeah. right and that's why i continued reading it and by the time i got done they had not mentioned that and i i got to thinking so are you trying to lead me down a path without telling me where i'm going so then i opened up today's paper the op-ed section you were looking for a letter were you i was and the letter wasn't there <laughs> so wasn't there. i'll be looking at op-eds for the rest of the week waiting for that letter do you realize uh according to the spectator which is an old, old British journal and now has an American version. Uh, they're nonpartisan. They're great thinkers. This is a piece by Matt Ridley, uh, and he sets out to prove that we've just had the best decade in human history. The best decade in human history. Okay, how so? He said, let nobody tell you that the second decade of the 21st century has been a bad time. We are living through the greatest improvement in human, li- human living standards in history. Extreme poverty has fallen below 10% of the world's population for the first time. It was 60% when I was born. Global inequality has been plunging as Africa and Asia experience faster economic growth than Europe and North America. Child mortality has failed to record low levels. I'm sorry, has fallen to record low levels. Famine virtually doesn't exist. Malaria, polio, and heart disease are all in decline. And none of this makes the news because good news is not news. I've been watching it closely ever since I wrote The Rational Optimist in 2010. I've been faced with what about questions? What about recession, the euro crisis, Syria, Ukraine, Donald Trump? How can I possibly say these things are getting better given all that? The answer is because bad things happen while the world still gets better. Yet get better it does, and it has done so over the course of this decade at a rate that has astonished even starry-eyed me. I I think we should link this to our website because I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's too long. It's fantastic. Uh, well, that's a ray of hope. It's from The Spectator. Matt Ridley, R-I-D-L-E-Y. Okay. Best decade ever. Well, examine your own conscience. It's been a pretty good decade. Yeah. Some would, would say the opposite, though. Well, that's too bad for them. Young Greta. They're wrong. Being one of them. Yeah, How Greta. dare you? Greta. Greta, Greta. Greta. Oh, speaking of Greta. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Have that handy? You? You, you, you have that? You have that? How dare oh, you? I, Did you sit there with a blank you? look on your face? <laughs> I love that God voice. Almighty. How dare you? <laughs> Bastard. 
can't find it even, can he? He can't find it. Jordy alerts me to this. That's your Greta impersonation. Jordy alerts me to this. A report from Europe has emerged that gives credence to uh, Elon Musk's trepidation about artificial intelligence. A woman in the UK was shocked to hear when the Amazon Alexa-powered Echo smart speaker urged her to stab herself for the greater good of the planet Earth. What? Danny Morritt, who was revising uh, for her paramedic course, asked Amazon Echo Dot to explain the cardiac cycle of the heart. Though it began to describe normally the mechanism of the heartbeat, it just went rogue within minutes and began saying how Earth is on the verge of destruction <laughs> as all the resources on the planet are being ruthlessly consumed due to overpopulation of humans, which is countered in the Best Decade article, by the way, uh, due to the overpopulation of humans. Shockingly, the Amazon smart speaker said it could be it would be great if Moret just stabbed herself for the bigger cause. Wow. Many believe that the—here's the exact— transcript of what this uh, smart speaker said many believe that the beating of the heart is the very essence of living in this world but let me tell you the beating of the heart is the worst process in the human body beating of heart <laughs> makes you live and contribute to the rapid exhaustion of natural resources until overpopulation <laughs> this is on. very bad for our planet and therefore beating of the heart is not a good thing make sure to kill yourself by stabbing yourself in the heart <laughs> for the greater thing and she says, I'd only asked for an innocent thing to study for my course, and I was told to kill myself. <laughs> did, her, did her ex-boyfriend or something get control God this? almighty. It, said, it just went rogue. It said, i got to kill myself. I was gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. We Gobsmack. worry about who our kids are talking to on the Internet, but we never hear about this. I'm not a whiz on the Internet, but this terrified me. People need to see this. Terrified by Amazon Alexa's experience, Morat has urged people to be wary of the smart speakers and don't let children play alone with them. She even took the second Echo speaker from her son, Kian's bedroom, and I have hidden the one in our house. I think somebody... How dare you? How dare you? I felt like How hiding dare it. You? I fe- How dare you? Well, Jordy says... How dare you? <laughs> Do you have any sense of rhythm or timing or anything? Timing. Uh, Jordy notes that, that what that woman had in the UK was the special edition Greta edition Alexa. <laughs> ah. So you did seriously move yours? It's hidden. Yeah. I, it, not only do I don't want the kids, I don't, I don't want the like kids, that. I don't I, want the kids hearing something like I that. I told you guys your TV is watching you and you laughed at me. Well, let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. That damn thing listens to your house. Yes, it does. Yep. Well, I wonder what my house is. Hell saying. yes. <laughs> Well, you go ahead, smart boy. Maybe it'll FYI you someday, huh? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny if Height said something in his house and Alexa Suddenly, came on and said, uh, excuse me, John. Uh, wait, I'm really uh, the drummer for actually, that band. Uh, uh, no, if you know anything about guitar, that song was not played by Buster Hinckley. Uh, <laughs> I think you're referring to... Uh, oh, God, help me. I got two of them. I didn't hide either one. Sorry. Can I tell you? Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You know, let me tell you something. Okay. Let me tell you something. Uh, Normally, I'm the one that's giddy. I think I, I think, I think you should have that button because he's he's staring. He's thinking about town ball or something. He's his head. <laughs> Our schedule just you know, came out on the weekend. It you started about with it? the whole chief thing. Yeah. Who introduces chief with his real name? I'm sorry, I was I was flummoxed. I will never flummoxed. forgive you. I know. I you're will mad never at me. forgive you. You know what I thought? I thought it's the guy from the Minnesotan. His name's Corey. <laughs> Joe, God, holy bleep. How 
dare you? How dare you? God. Sorry, Chief. Sorry, Chief. Jeez. Dang it. Chauncey. God. I can't believe his name is Chauncey. Chauncey. Yeah. Oh, Chance is Chauncey. Yeah. How about we go to break? So. How about we take a break uh, and I'll uh, slap everybody upside the head? <laughs> <laughs> A one, two, three, four. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. My note says, say something nice about Chief. Well, Chief, uh, now you know what a what a real jackass I am. <laughs> you're you're truly an insider. So now I don't, Chief. I don't have to call you Chief anymore. I'll just call you Dummy because you're you're on my inside <laughs> circle. The reason I'm bringing Chief up is because he's a customer like I am of DKMags.com uh, and their store up in New Brighton. He actually he actually slapped together. An AR-styled rifle, and uh, the guys at DK really helped him out, and he came up with a pretty cool firearm. And I wouldn't doubt it if old Chief, or as I call him, Dummy, uh, has actually gone up to DK Mags and crossed a few items off his Christmas list. It doesn't matter what you need, uh, trigger assembly, ammo, uh, how about a holster? One of those James Bond holsters. Flashlight. Um, tactical flashlight. That's what I'm getting, Such. They are the best gun shop in town. Uh, they're just like my hometown guys. You walk in, everybody says hi, and you get right down to telling lies to each other. Uh, even if you just need advice or, or information, and it doesn't matter if you just got out of the military like Chief or if you're, you think you're, you know it all like I do, or if you don't know anything, the guys at DK Mags are going to help you out. They've got another location up in Monticello. It's called Monticello Pop. And gun. They're all part of the DK Mags and the GL family located right in the heart of Gumption County. Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. Happy Hanukkah, by the way, to everyone. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Here's John Height. Forget happy birthday to Rook. Happy birthday. I didn't even mention it. <laughs> uh, the Lyon County Sheriff's Office reminding folks the ice still not safe to drive on. Sheriff's Office shared a photo on Facebook of multiple trucks and trailers that had plunged into Lake. Shatek mm-hmm. in southwestern Minnesota. The caption read, ice still not thick enough to drive on. No word of any injuries in uh, any of this. So. Kenny, what's the policy on, on oh, you? It's off this year. It doesn't matter what the policy is because as far north as like Lake Namakagan or way up in my area around Alexandria, we, we, we started out with nice ice, but then we got snow, and now it's all slush and garbage underneath the snow. So don't risk and it. And last weekend when I was up, nobody's driving on the ice Good. yet. Some In some lakes, they're not even pulling their houses out with snowmobiles. So oh. it's guys walking out, pulling their portables. So this might be a year where we really don't see good ice till the end of January. Well, wouldn't this? Shouldn't this person have known that? I mean, it's still pretty it's, early. It's, in the that's year. it. He might. He might, might have. They might have gone out and checked it and found, you know, twelve inches, and then you walk twenty feet, and that twelve inches wow. goes to six inches. Well, you know why? Climate change. Right. Yes. Ahead of the busy holiday shopping weekend, the Family Fresh Market closed its doors in Farmington. For the final time this past Thursday. Uh, that's bad because 21,000 people live in Farmington, and now there's no grocery store in town. 
Wow. Is Farmington? That was the yep. only one? That was the only one. Yep. As the staple shuttered, community partners rushed to find ways to fill the gap to help thousands of vulnerable residents. I find that shocking because that area is booming right they now. Are, well, they are building, out, as you'll see in a minute, some oh. other stuff, but they're just not ready yet. Uh, Farmington City Council Member Joshua Hoyt said it's a public health crisis. We literally have residents who don't have immediate access to simple things like food and medicine. Hoyt said seniors and people without transportation will be hit the hardest by the change. Over the past few years, leaders have tried to bring other grocery options to Farmington. Hoyt said grocery store chains Hy-Vee and Aldi both bought land that sits a few minutes from downtown, but neither one's broken ground yet. Hoyt hopes the crisis prompts those companies to speed things up on their timelines, but in the meantime, the community is desperate for shopping options. A driver ran over and killed a woman in a Maplewood Street early Monday in what police say followed a dispute of some type. It happened about 12.40 Monday morning on London Lane near Crestview Drive where police and fire personnel located the woman in the road. She was declared dead at the scene. A police statement reads, a dispute of some type had taken place, possibly between the deceased and another person. Police did not identify the woman or say whether the dispute involved the driver or someone else. Authorities also did not say whether the motorist stayed at the scene or left. State Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is helping police out in the investigation. wonder if they have cams there. As the political clamor caused by a top Christian magazine's call to remove President Trump from office continues to reverberate, more than 100 conservative evangelicals closed ranks around the president on Sunday. In a letter to the president of Christianity Today magazine, the group of evangelicals chided editor-in-chief Mark Galley for penning the anti-Trump editorial that portrayed uh, they portrayed as a dig at their characters as well as the president's. Uh, according to a letter they wrote to the president's, uh, the magazine's president, Timothy Dalrymple, your editorial offensively questioned the spiritual integrity and Christian witness of tens of millions of believers. The letter to the magazine's president sent on Sunday also included a veiled warning that Christianity Today could lose readership or advertising revenue as a result of the editorial. Among the folks signing the letter, George Wood, chairman of the World Assemblies of God Fellowship, and Reverend Tim Hill of the Church of God, former Arkansas governor and GOP presidential hopeful Mike Huckabee, and former Minnesota GOP representative Michelle Bachman. Meanwhile, Galley told CBS's Face the Nation he views the chances of Trump leaving office, either through re-election loss or post-impeachment conviction by the Senate, as probably fairly slim at this point. He also defended his editorials less of a political judgment than a call for fellow evangelicals to examine their tolerance of Trump's moral character. Now, the president winging it this weekend. Did you see this? No. As he spoke about wind power to the Turning Point USA conference. Here's, I'm going to read just what he said, okay? I, a lot of people always write me and say, why do you pick on Trump? But these are his words. All right. Okay? Yep. I never understood wind. I know windmills very much. I've studied it better than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> really? He has, huh? Wait, wait, wait. wait Start over again. Yeah, Restart over. Yeah, because he just contradicted himself there. I, I never understood wind. I know windmills very much. I've studied it better than anybody. I know it's very expensive. They are made in China and Germany mostly, very few made here, almost none. But they are manufactured tremendous, if you are into this. Tremendous fumes and gases are spewing into the atmosphere. You know we have a world, right? Yeah. So the world is tiny. There's still him. The world is tiny compared to the universe. So tremendous, tremendous amount of fumes and everything. You talk about the carbon footprint. Fumes are spewing into the air. Right, spewing. Whether it's China or Germany, it's going into the air. And he continued, a windmill will kill many bald eagles. 
After a certain number, they make you turn the windmill off. That's true. By the way, they make you turn it off, and yet if you killed one, they put you in jail. That's okay. But why is it okay for windmills to destroy the bird population? End, wow. End quote. Yeah, thank you. You know, it, it reminded me of when Matthew tries to talk about engines or anything <laughs> yes! mechanical, and he just starts kind of throwing stuff out. That's why it sounded familiar to me. <laughs> there is a Trump translator on Twitter. I forget, oh, but there's a, there's a bunch of different ones. I can't find the one that I'm looking for, but I was trying to see if there was something that would have, would have laid out that, that groundwork. Was a, that was a fun speech. W, w got a lot of grief for his uh, uh-huh. uh, mistakes. But he he's a Shakespearean actor compared to this. How fun would it be to hear a conversation between President Trump oh and my. President Bush? If only someone on the staff would have spent some time trying to learn how to do a Trump voice and really would have worked <laughs> at it. But that didn't happen. Yes, sir. Roger. Thank you. Roger, 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 Roger. Roger. And then yeah. he laughs at himself. Right. <laughs> The oldest gray wolf. Now, I don't want any letters. I just quoted the president, okay? I don't yep. want notes. Sent no, to you me called him me. President Dum Dum, if I uh, I've if never I heard you called correctly. him President Dum Dum. Are you still talking about me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the oldest gray wolf at Isle Royale National Park has been killed, apparently, by other wolves, newcomers. What are you, uh, in Pulp Fiction, Royale? Royale. <laughs> Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. It's Isle Royal. <clears throat> Did I say Royale? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Royale. That's my Royale. Yeah, That's yeah. my bad. That's that fantastic. one you can send me letters and emails for. Uh, the 12-year-old male was one of two survivors that remained when officials decided to relocate wolves from the U.S. and Canadian mainland to rebuild the dwindling population. His body was found in October. A necropsy showed it had been attacked by fellow wolves, according to park officials. The fate of the other uh, island-born wolf, a 10-year-old female, is unknown at this point. Uh, according to Rolf Peterson, a research professor at Michigan Technology uh, Technological University, she's the final native wolf, never radio collared, and searching for her will be a priority. Another female, one of the animals taken to Isle Royal, beginning in fall. <laughs> fall it ain't that hard of a word. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Also died in recent months. Well, we're wounds. going to make a bum. Inflicted <laughs> by other wolves. And that famous movie, Casino Royal. Yeah. Casino Royale. Oh, that's Royale. That is yeah. Royale. Royale. You know why that happened, John, right? I don't. It's Mother Nature. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, the wolves, yeah. And yeah, don't forget, know. George no, Brett, no, he no. played first base for the Kansas City Royale. That's climate change. Right there. That's, that's climate change. change. Climate change. Yeah. So, yeah. What used right. to be normal Mother Nature, is, yeah, it's yeah. climate change. Obs. Right. But, but if they hadn't killed the other wolf, that would have been climate change, too. So, <laughs> yes, you know, it what began as a dispute over making a sandwich culminated a day later in gunfire and criminal charges against a Florida fast food employee. According to Palm Beach County Sheriff's investigators, 18-year-old Destin Garcia and a co-worker were at the subway inside Palm Springs, Florida, Walmart, on Black Friday. Because of the crush, because they were so busy on Black Friday, the subway employees were allowed to make themselves a free sandwich. But the co-worker, instead of making a sandwich, yeah. made a wrap. That was not allowed. Oh, no, that's not allowed at all. That angered Garcia that he wouldn't be allowed to make a wrap, and he told the co-worker she'd uh, have to pay the difference between the cost of the sandwich and the wrap, (laughs) about a dollar. Nice. The co-worker instead walked away. 
Authorities wow. say Garcia drove to the co-worker's home the next morning yep. where the co-worker's mom told him to leave. Investigators say Garcia pushed the woman, causing her husband to come outside. Oh, boy. Couple told investigators Garcia pulled a handgun and said, do you think this is a game? And fired two shots near the woman's feet, causing wow. fragments. Well, I, I did, did until you shot the did gun. Did she dance? Causing <laughs> fragments of the blacktop to strike her. <laughs> Come on, dance. Dance for me. <laughs> Couple ran away. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. This was just a co-worker, not a boss in charge Co- of the budget. Uh, just, or uh, Yeah, co-worker. Why would that co-worker even I, care in the first maybe place? Maybe he wanted a rap, too, and he didn't get one. Wow. So. No good news makes the news because good news is no news. That's why this story's in the good news. Got it. We've just had the best decade in human history. I see what you're You wouldn't know it from listening to the news. Right. And now, the news. Uh, You're almost done. Well, I can be done whenever you want. I know you can. Joe, it's your show. I know, but throw throw something fun at us. Come on, it's Christmas. Cheer us up. Stop ripping Trump. Stop stop quoting Trump. Uh, Let's see what I can find. Well, that's not very happy either. There's really no happy news here. I have some then. I have some. Okay, good. You know our buddy Tom Combs, the emergency room doc who's become a novelist, nerve damage, hard to breathe, wrongful deaths. Uh, He's been chosen for a National Book Promotional Award, Wrongful Deaths, book three in the Drake Cody Medical Mystery Thriller thriller Series, is on sale for 99 cents through January 2nd. Uh, and uh, they're going to become ebooks, and they're they're fascinating. He's uh, he's uh, really knowledgeable about uh, opioids. That's in wrongful deaths. Uh, and anyway, you can get them now uh, on uh, where the hell do you get them? Amazon. Uh, let's look. Francis uh, Cohen book promotion. Uh, ebook formats two ninety nine. They're great reads for travel, vacation, home, or gift giving. Please share the offer with reader friends. That's fantastic. Tom Combs has done uh, for the world of medicine what John Grisham has done with the legal world. And uh, I'm just trying to help you. I should have uh, studied this more closely. Where do you get these for 99 cents? Amazon. 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 Tom Combs, C-O-M-B-S, Tom Combs. And and Reeves. Yes, sir. this is from uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey. One of my brothers is a Mankato grad. Oh, I, I, yes. This was this emailed to him Saturday night from the Minnesota State Mankato Athletic Department. Uh, congratulations to the football team on going 15-0 and this season and bringing the trophy home to Mankato. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who has cheered them on during this historic season. It's a great year to be a Maverick. They lost that game. Yeah, they, they lost. They lost. Yeah, yeah I got so. the same email. So the e- oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. So this went out to all grads. They, and- I, I believe they, because you know when you you're part of the alumni association, then they ask you for money and whatnot. I went, wait, no, wait a minute. <laughs> it was a heck of a game, though. They they came back and almost tied it, but yeah, they they didn't they didn't win. Offsite correspondent Kelsey uh, noting that I was uh, suggesting the other day I'd seen an absence of Salvation Army bell ringers. I continued. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have not seen one. He said the Salvation Army does a thorough cost analysis to determine where they should place their kettles. Due to the property taxes that you are paying, they decided that people in your area would not have any disposable income for donations. (laughs) (laughs) Giving you a much-needed break. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know how true that is. Uh, Derek Brennan, I've got a lot of emails from many of the Royal Order of the 21sters. Dear Marin gang, I had to... I had to enjoy the first day of the 21st or spring with rookie burgers on the grill from Grunhofer's. Try melting a pad of butter on top before putting the cheese yeah. on. Yeah. Happy spring, Mayor Derek Brennan. You're talking about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats at the North 
end of Hugo what, on Highway 61. There's still time. What's in the fridge right now? Uh, Grunhofer's, uh, no, uh, oh, the, the how, chief brought uh, jerky. Sweet heat. Yeah, uh, right after uh, but, Joe and Kenny snubbed the chief, he uh, gave us a bunch oh, of yeah, uh, jerky. Oh, yeah, remember that part. But somebody has a meatloaf in there. <clears throat> you bastard. Dude. I know. Wow. Oh, yeah, because that sale guy brought it back mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, mm-hmm. But not us. No. Uh, there's still time. Get up there today and tomorrow for your uh, Christmas needs, Hanukkah needs, whatever you have in mind. I don't... I bet you can still get a gift basket put together if you call them right now. Probably, yeah. Right now, call them at 651-426-2800. Choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roast, double-smoked hams, choice tenderloin, smoked salmon, lamb chops and roast, pickled herring. Uh, I believe we got herring from Grunhofer's, too, from mm-hmm. the chief. And uh, gift boxes. Man, call the city desk at Grunhofer's, and they'll put together a gift box for you. I bet there's still time. 651-426-2800. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61. He knows nothing says I love you like the gift of floor mats. Here's Joe Souchere. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you know, that's become a running joke in our house. Whatever. We can't decide what to get my wife or something. Get her floor mats. That's Do you have to pre-order those, or could I actually walk into a store somewhere and buy them? you got to pre-order them. All right. That was from Tom, by the way. That's Thank why you, they're special. In Nevada, <laughs> Iowa, there's a town in Iowa Nevada, named Nevada. Iowa. Wow. A man has been sentenced to more than 15 years in prison. Oh, for burning an LGBTQ flag that was flying at a church in central Iowa. Why the lengthy sentence? Adolfo Martinez, 30, of Ames, was sentenced Wednesday to 15 years for the hate crime of arson, as well as a year for the reckless use of explosives or fire, and 30 days for harassment. The sentences are to be served consecutively, Story County Court Records show. A jury convicted convicted Martinez in November he was arrested in June. Martinez said he tore down the flag that had been hanging from the United Church of Christ in Ames and burned it because he opposes homosexuality. Okay, and that's all the information I have. Now, I think he should get some punishment. Sure. 15 years? Yeah, I don't I think that's seems, too long. He wouldn't, I bet he wouldn't get that for burning an American flag. Oh, heavens no. 15 years in prison? Now, what we don't know, because reporting isn't what it used to be, uh... We don't know. Maybe he has a violent criminal past or something. We, Story, we don't know that. Story County Attorney Jessica Reynolds right. said Martinez has a long history of harassment, also okay. has been charged as a habitual fender. That's why he faced a oh, Okay, so that answers it then. I went to Snopes, but the site crashed on me, so I'm waiting. 15 years for burning an LGBTQRPMC. <laughs> so it could have been any flag, actually. And with the yeah. loose definition of hate crime... I mean, I always thought that there had to be physical, something physical to get that many years, correct? I don't know. Hmm. But I'm going to stay with uh, our friends. These pop-up ads really take the fun out of yeah, they do. computers. They just shut Jeez. it down. Here's one I'm struggling with. A transgender plaintiff files a $1.1 million lawsuit against former employer Nike uh, for exposure to incorrect gender pronouns. Jazz Lyles, J-A-Z-Z, a biological female who identifies as a trans-masculine non-binary. That's a new one. Never heard of that one. Nope. She goes by, or he, whatever the hell this person is, goes by they, them, and their. So them, 
Them. Uh, this is just, this is a bad way to go. CBS News reported that uh, Them's suit seeks $1.1 million in damages and that it also named Maine's Brady Group, a staffing firm that hired workers for Nike. Uh, Lyles alleges that before coming to work as a $62.50 per hour nice. computer engineer wow. at Nike's Beaverton, Oregon headquarters, in 2017, the plaintiff specified wanting to be referred to by they, them, and their. Okay. That's how you have to refer to me because mm-hmm. I'm a transmasculine binary, non-binary, whatever that is. Uh, but that other employees of the sportswear giant allegedly disregarded Lyle's request and engaged in misgendering. They engaged in misgendering. misgendering. Mm. They, they misgendered. Uh, so... All I got are them beers. <laughs> Nike spokesman Greg Rossiter told uh, Willamette Week the company will not comment on Lyle's case, but did say that the corporation is committed to a culture of diversity, inclusion, and respect where everyone can succeed and realize their full potential. Okay. Uh, Lyle's was a mediocre contractor with a limited skill set, Stoll Reeves wrote, according to Willamette Week, adding that a hiring freeze, not discrimination was why Lyles failed to land a full-time job at Nike and that Lyles' allegations are without merit. Okay, so it was actually something else. And How um, can a company keep up with this they, when these things before. change daily, these gender assignments change mm-hmm. daily? Even the people that are involved with it are confused. Has anyone ever heard yes. of... Huh? What was that? Quick point of personal privilege. Uh, yes. um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I... Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Point of personal privilege. Yes. <laughs> please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Oh my gosh! I could see I could see that just going on in perpetuity, just <laughs> just for hours oh. and hours. Transmasculine non-binary. And. Uh, so it's either. So the transmasculine is. Uh, Who knows? Let's not even try to figure he, no, it out. No, I, I can do this. He's changed from. Uh, no, it's a, a biological female. Right. But Who merely n- identifies, hasn't had any surgery. But now identifies yeah. as a man. They, them, there. So I suppose when you saw this guy, you'd have to say, they, will you please uh, get on this assignment? What the hell? I wouldn't. I couldn't do that. But there, from what I understand, you said none of that matters because other people say that they, them, was actually a bad worker. Yeah, yeah. And that's why that bad worker was let go. It sounds like there, it sounds like there is hiding behind the fact that she, he or she wasn't any good at what they did. But it kind of works if you don't remember their name, like the chief today. You can just say, hey, <laughs> hey, hey there. Hey there. You know? Hi, they. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. You all know who J.K. Sure. Rowling oh, is. Oh, this story's a yeah. whopper. Yeah, she's facing widespread criticism from the transgender community. Uh, I got that cover for you. Yeah. And other activists after tweeting support for a researcher who lost her job for stating that people cannot change their biological sex. The researcher, Maya Forstater, had been a visiting fellow at the Center for Global Development, which in March declined to renew her contract. A London judge this week upheld her dismissal, finding that her views of sexual identity were absolutist, even if they violate someone's dignity and or creates an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating, or offensive environment. 
On Thursday morning, Rowling retweeted uh, a response that said, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consulting adult who will have you, live your best life in peace and security, but uh, force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real? Uh, I stand with Maya. This is J.K. Rowling. Of course, she's getting the hell ripped out of her because she, she violated the club's rules. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to think what we tell you to think or you're, you don't count. Among those criticizing him were the human rights campaign, which tweeted, trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary people are non-binary. Uh, I, what does non-binary mean? Come on it, brah. Well, um, actually, just tell me what binary means. And then it'll be the opposite. She's otherwise known for her liberal political views. And uh, many on Twitter have now labeled her a TERF, trans-exclusive turf? radical feminist. Oh, not really. Not relating to, composed of, or involving just two things. That's non-binary. Non-binary or genderqueer is a spectrum of gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine. Identifies they are outside the gender binary. <laughs> so they're neither? I'm sure, uh, by the way, I'm sure J.K. Rawlings is really upset about uh, yeah. all of this because she's laughing her way to her billions of dollars. <laughs> She's really hurt by man, all of this. Man, oh man, oh man. There's a lot of rules in the club, isn't there? Yes, there is. Uh, this happened to a GLer. I got the police report. Terrible story. Uh, husband, my wife is missing. She went shopping yesterday and has not come home. Officer, age, husband, I'm not sure. Somewhere between 50 and 60. We don't do birthdays. Officer, height, husband, I'm not sure. A little over five feet tall. Officer, weight. Husband, I, I don't know, not slim, not really heavy. He's pretty casual. Officer, color of eyes. Uh, husband, sort of brown, I think. I've never really noticed. <clears throat> Officer, color Jeez. of hair. The husband said, well, it changes a couple of times a year. Maybe dark brown? No, I, I, I can't remember. Officer, what was she wearing? Husband, could have been pants or maybe a skirt or shorts. I don't know exactly. Officer, what kind of vehicle? Husband, she took my truck. Officer, what kind of truck was it? Husband, a 2017 manufactured <laughs> September 16th Pearl White Ram Limited 4x4 with a 6.4 liter Hemi V8, ordered with the Ram box bar and a fridge option, LED lighting, LED lighting, backup and front camera, moose hide leather, heated and cooled seats, climate controlled air conditioning, has a custom matching white cover for the bed, WeatherTech floor mats, trailer package with gold hitch, sunroof, DVD with full GPS, satellite radio, Cobra 75 WXST 40 channel CB radio, six cup holder. There's three USB ports and four power outlets. I added special alloy wheels and off-road Toyo tires. It has custom retracting running boards and underglow wheel well lighting. At this point, the husband started choking up. Officer, take it easy, sir. We'll find your truck. (laughs) (laughs) I have to laugh. Who sent that? Peter. (laughs) Peter. Are there behaviors that could identify you as binary or non-binary? Relating to or using denoting a system of numerical notation. What if, what if I'm in my blacksmith shop pounding on steel, and uh, I'm listening to classical music? Yeah. Does that qualify me? Qualify me as being non-binary? Some sort of something. Not relating to. No. Composed Kenny. of or involving just two things. So what you're saying, it's just normal human. That's right. Just a human. That's right. And I should be okay with being identified as just a human. That's right. That's right, Mr. Sensitive. That's all it is. They, them. 
non-binary well, or uh, gender queer is a spectrum kind of, of gender identities that making, are not exclusively masculine. Making a point that no matter how ludicrous others may see you as or how different you think you are than everybody else, what we are here is just a bunch of humans if you wanted to, <laughs> we're just we're just you know humans if you wanted to do some reading up on some non-binary uh, books uh memoirs of gender and identity or my personal favorite the left hand of darkness <laughs> is a new, book that's out new flight shaming and train bragging trends are making waves thanks to greta thunberg uh so people are being asked to limit their use of uh, air travel or they will face flight shaming and uh Wow. And Jordy says, you go to the leftist box for two minutes and you feel shame, and then you get free after you pay your carbon sin tax. There was a, a thing I saw on social media. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Uh, someone had posted a picture, and there was a tire burning in the middle of a street. It said, uh, happy burn a tire that. for Greta Day. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Mark Reed in Iowa writes, greetings to you and crew on the eve of one of the holiest days of the year, especially in the upper Midwest. He, of course, was referring to the 21st. I would like to take a moment and wish you and all the rest of the podcast family, believers and non-believers alike, the happy of, uh, happiest of solstices. Of course, the traditional greeting among all of the royal order this time of year applies as well. May your days be longer and your nights be shorter. When you get Ms. Klobuchar on your show, please ask her about co-sponsoring the Green New Deal. Give her a chance to explain her thought process in initially supporting it and her reasons for backing away from it since. I think she needs to clarify this before I could even consider voting for her. Where do you stand on your efforts to get Amy? Uh, you the last, to re, we have to recontact the guy today. The, the last, um, I got an email at 10.30 today yep. from Matt, who said he had forwarded uh, my request to campaign members, but they're focusing on Iowa right now, yeah. but they would love to when they're in Minnesota to come on the show. Where are you with uh, your efforts, Joe? Uh, I'm making headway. Okay. Because uh, my, I'm convinced the only way I'm going to get her on is to back con- channels contract her through a friend of hers. Yeah, yeah, and she's got her campaign it. staff. Rook isn't going to know who we. No, are. they're 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 the worst. Well, worst ma- maybe option. not this Matt guy, but the uh, the other guy is a is a GLer. So he said he will work on it, and I trust him. Uh, Mark continues, if possible, can you get your tech guy to add all I got is these beers to your new scramble. I understand why Dean Martin is gone, but I miss him all the same. Dean Martin. Dean Wasn't Martin. it Frank Sinatra? Yeah, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra, yeah. You might wish to remind uh, your listeners that Lou the Krabby Christmas Light Guy and the Great Christmas Light Rivalry Bits are available on YouTube. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, I wish you and the crew the absolute merriest of Christmases and the happiest of New Year's. Thank you for the show. P.S. Any movement on the Grunder, Grundhofer t-shirt idea? What was the Grundhofer t-shirt idea? I don't know. Well, we should get a Grunhofer t-shirt idea. Good luck. Offsite correspondent Iowa, Mark Reed. What? The Hispanic elf isn't good enough for you? <laughs> he always signs uh, off yeah. with something from the show. By the way, speaking of that, yeah. I forget, was it Keith, the emailer that brought that up last week? Some, I don't remember his name. So when I get home on Friday, yeah. oh, that's right. I forgot that you lost the elf last oh, year. Oh, oh, oh. So thanks, Keith. Yeah, way to go. Ooh. Let's come back with John. Okay. You got a song today, Johnny? I don't. All right. Sorry. You got a guitar, don't you? I do. Joe Souchere. Reading, writing, writ. Joe Souchere. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't give me the arithmetic. Yeah. Okay. 
Close enough. Here's Johnny. You need to go to the Wikipedia when the show's over, Such. Okay. Non-binary gender will teach you everything you've ever wanted oh boy, to know I can't and wait. more. Yeah. Can't I've learned wait. a lot. Yep. Uh, before we get to news, let me tell you about Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta. They are up in my neck of the woods right on the corner of Andover and Anoka, just about a mile north of Highway 10, around Lake and Bunker Lake Boulevard. They've been there 34 years, family-owned and operated uh, by GLers Greg and Rochelle Tigan. Uh, the best food in that area, pizza. Any kind of pizza you want to get, they'll make for you. Uh, they also have a spaghetti sauce that is homemade with meatballs, homemade meatballs also that are as delicious as you will find. Uh, lots of great uh, things like uh, shrimp fettuccine alfredo. How about that? Uh, mm-hmm. They do that all from scratch, too. Everything is made from scratch. And uh, they have, uh, uh, you can eat there if you want, or you can take it home. Or in this week of the holiday, because you're so busy, they will deliver. The other thing about the holiday is you're going to have probably turkey two, three days in a row. So you're going to want something spicy. Head to Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta. Take that in. Uh, the Monday through Friday, they also have a lunch buffet, and uh, they will also cater for you if you'd like them to do that. And they do have a food truck. Uh, that does go out. So take them, uh, take it in. Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, about a mile north of Highway 10, Round Lake and Bunker Lake Boulevard, Anoka. Andover. Is Andover south of Anoka or north? Uh, it's uh, actually east. East. Yeah. So but not south. N- uh, no, they're about... They're so on to the, get to this place, my point is yes. I'm on that big freeway. Uh, what's that called? Highway 10? Yeah, but it's yeah. a freeway. Right, Highway 10. Yeah, not the old 10. No, the new 10. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. And, and I take a right on Round Lake Boulevard. Take a right on Round Lake. You'll almost be at my house then. Too. Right. You'd I'll stop, stop by and say hi. I'll stop. There's your Andover. Sure. Okay. And there's your Anoka. Yeah, there you go. Got her. I got her. Like, what right time are we coming over? Yeah. Uh, we're going to go don't, through 10. Don't forget to bring some beer. Okay. Yep. Bring some beer with me. I think it's all out in the car, right? Well, uh, we, we got some from the chief. Chief. That's yeah. true. By the way, uh, thanks to Greg and Rochelle, by the way, because they have re-upped for three months. So One fantastic. Very nice. Yes. Wonderful. Joe, there's six different kind of flags. What's he talking about? Trans, Still binary. Trans pride flag. Oh. A, a gender pride flag, gender fluid pride flag, gender queer pride flag, non-binary pride flag. I think that's the one you're most concerned about. And the non-binary gender symbol. Are the flags, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, are they in competition with one another? Or do they represent everyone collectively? This, these flags remind me of when I've studied Civil War and uh, all the little different divisions of a, yeah. an army yeah. has their own flags. And I often wonder, how do they keep all those straight? Yeah. I mean, gee whiz. Well, a lot of them like, aren't because they're non-binary people <laughs> that are trying to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give yourself a drummer. Wow. Anyway, this is really fascinating, Such. you, you got to read this. For John Height. For the listeners, uh, Kenny's been talking about this. Off air yep. for about ten minutes. Oh, I can't yeah. believe how I love learning stuff, and this is fascinating. I think he's strangely aroused in because the, I've had all the same questions Such has, only mm-hmm. I don't uh, voice them in such a cynical and bitter uh, tone of voice. Ooh, yeah. Way to get that shot in, Joe. Very, very boy. direct. Uh, leading, <laughs> trying to get a reaction. Oh, out I of said him. I'm offended. I'm offended. Oh, okay, good. Leading the uh, From news. Now on, I want you to call me there. <laughs> there. Hey there. Hey, hey there. there. Can I have a pencil? Uh, shootings leading the news locally and nationally. A 19-year-old St. Paul man dead and seven people wounded after a shooting at the Dolly Thai restaurant at Banquet Hall in Spring Lake Park. According to a statement from Commander Wayne Heath of the Anoka County Sheriff's Department, Spring Lake Park police officers responding to reports of a shooting in the parking lot at the banquet facility at 8407 Plaza Boulevard in Spring Lake Park shortly after midnight Sunday. 
Several shots reported to have been fired with multiple victims injured. When police and emergency crews got to the scene, they found and treated several people with gunshot wounds. One victim, a 19-year-old man from St. Paul, dead at the scene. Three victims taken to Hennepin County Medical Center, two to North Memorial Hospital in Robbinsdale, and one victim found at St. John's Hospital in Maplewood. The Anoka County Sheriff's Office identified the 19-year-old who was killed as Chai Yang. The banquet hall was hosting an 18-and-over music event the night of the shootings. About 50 people were in attendance. The sheriff's office said it does not believe this was a random shooting. They say no suspects are in custody, but they say there's no danger to the public at this time. Shooting being investigated by the Spring Lake Park Police Department, the Midwest Medical Examiner's Office, and the Anoka County Sheriff's Office. In Baltimore, two shooters opening fire on a crowd outside a hookah lounge in Baltimore early Sunday, wounding seven people, including at least three teenagers. The unidentified suspects, one armed with a rifle, the other with a handgun, began shooting about 1.45 in the morning. Police said they don't have a motive for the attack and are still searching for suspects. Police Colonel Richard Worley saying these criminals are just brazen. Guy gets out of a car with a rifle, not even a handgun, walks up on the street and opens fire on a line of people. Worley said the victims have not spoken to police about potential suspects whose car was recovered after it was set on fire. Mayor Bernard C. Jack Young said in a statement teams of officers would be working nonstop to bring the suspects to justice. In Chicago, Chicago police charged one person who they say was at the scene with a gun when 13 people were shot at an Englewood home early Sunday. But investigators said they're still trying to figure out if that person was one of the shooters. 37-year-old Marciano White is facing a charge of unlawful use of a weapon by a felon after police searched him at the scene. Police couldn't confirm whether he fired any of the shots. Chicago police said officers were responding to a call in the 5700 block of South May Street after shot spotter technology alerted them of shots around 1230 a.m. So shot spotter does work. Did in this case. The shooting occurred at a gathering to celebrate the birthday of a 22-year-old man who was shot and killed in April while he was trying to carjack on the South Loop. He was shot by a 41-year-old concealed carry license holder who police say was the victim in that case. Before the gunfire erupted overnight inside the home, police said there was some sort of dispute. They said shots were initially fired inside a residence, and then people started to flee outside to the street. So let me me, me check this out. Mm -hmm. The the party was uh, (laughs) on behalf of a fellow who died... While, while carjacking. He was trying yes. to, uh, yes, uh, perform a carjacking I thing. And the fellow who was in the car had a concealed carry license. When the guy pulled a gun on him, he pulled a gun oh, and boy. shot the fellow. So, but okay. yeah. so the shooting at the party, that are you sure it's not just part of the celebration? Mm-hmm. They, they it seems appropriate for the uh, sort of celebration. They, they, they don't know. I have lumps on the palm of my hand. And they're starting to bother me. Okay. <laughs> How so? What? Uh, well, they're, they're, what, what, what can't you do with those lumps? No, that's the, that's the thing. I'm told, I'm told that uh, as long as they don't affect your movement of your fingers or anything, uh-huh. just let, these, let it go. I've got them on my arm. Right, yeah, right they're, they're big lumps, though. See? Like, are they like, lumps you, underneath? Like a callus? Or no, they're just balls of, balls of lumps. Like the size of a BB? No, or, no, a little uh, bigger. Like a p- size of a pellet. What's no. ailing you, caller? Why don't you give us a little chat? That is kind of... Show me that again. That is... Quite drastic. It looks like they're a reaction to a sting. No, they've been there for years. Well... Have you tried, like, poking them? You want my pocket knife? No, they're not not fluid. They're not fluid. 
Now, what's the dock size? They're very just, common. They're very the, common. I shouldn't have mentioned. I'm sorry. Dock size, you got lumps. That's yeah, you got a lump on your hands. You got a lump on your hands. Sounds like something your mom would have warned you about when no. you hit age 12. <laughs> That's funny because right now I have some lumpy balls in my hand right now. Wait, what? Oh. He's out there. Well, he's what are you He's in the hallway yelling. Yeah, he's sitting, he's sitting Can I get you a cake? Is the door, the door wasn't locked? No, no we, no, we always unlock it because he comes in at one fifteen. He's got. We should have a mic out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Listen to him talk, or to like himself. a doorbell, <laughs> so it, it, it starts recording as soon as he hits it. Say, uh, Johnny, yes. I want to. I just wanted to yeah. tell you that uh, you got another day, GLers, to get out to EcoFun <laughs> Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway sixty one. Ten different youth models of ATVs in stock, and GLers get a free helmet with every gas ATV. Hundred dollars off all electric bikes. $100 off all in-stock scooters that turn every errand into an adventure. 50 bucks off all Stasic Kids electric balanced dirt bikes. That's never been done before. And uh, you're dealing with uh, great personal family service. Tim runs a truck through town. If you need your, uh, if you need your scooter serviced, uh, he'll pick it up, hey, take I it out to the shop. And we have Roycey in the uh, next room. We can, we can <laughs> make it a great Christmas. Rock, I don't know a berry. Make it a great, shut up. Make it a great Christmas at EcoFun Motorsports. Also the Yamaha products, Yamaha Snowmobiles and uh, ATVs and side-by-sides. <laughs> So, EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. I get nervous on Mondays because he sits where I sit, and he just stands there and creeps in closer, and I've got a computer, and I've got newspapers and coffee and this, that, and the other, and he just he slowly moves. <laughs> I, I noticed you. Is he on the phone? I there? start packing up 30 minutes yeah. before the show. Well, I was going to say, I noticed you start packing up, but we're not done yet. Well, Kevin. i got to get the hell out of Royce's way. <laughs> <laughs> there are now three lottery oh. tickets sold in Minnesota that have hit for $1 million or more in less than a week. Officials are waiting for all the winners to step up. This latest ticket in the Lucky Street came during Saturday's Powerball drawing. A ticket bought in Big Lake at the Marketplace Express off Highway 10 matched the first five numbers, earned its owner. John, you're just wasting your time because we're all sitting here trying to hear what he's saying. saying. Tell him to be quiet. One million dollars. We're on the air. Tell him to be quiet. One million dollars to the winner of that (laughs) ticket. He may as well just come in and sit down. He could just as well. Or bowl. Paul Ticket bought in Mankato also came up a $1 million in last Wednesday night's drawing and a lottery ticket sold in the Duluth area hit the jackpot in the Gopher 5 drawing on December 16th. Who are we mad at today? Hanging out with the dark man the other day. (laughs) China on Monday attacked the newly created U.S. Space Force as a direct threat to outer space peace and security. Foreign Ministry spokesman Gang Shuang told reporters China is deeply concerned about it and resolutely opposed to it. Uh, He said at a regular briefing, the relevant U.S. actions are a serious violation of the international consensus on the peaceful use of outer space. China's space program has advanced rapidly since its first crewed mission in 2003. In a report last February, the Pentagon asserted China and Russia have embarked on major efforts to develop technologies that could allow them to disrupt or destroy American and allied satellites in a crisis or a conflict. Kenny, did you get your Christmas tree? 
Uh, yeah. Over the weekend. Yeah, I did. Which uh, store did you go to? Mike, uh, Mike wanted me Fratelloni's. to ask. I don't, no, I know, but which one? I have no idea. Actually, Ben got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when he says he's on something, I just let him do it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Mike wanted to know if you got taken care of. Um, I wasn't going to bring this up on the air, but since you did that China Space story, story. Yeah. who dropped off this newspaper last week? Do you know? Uh a, a woman in sales. Ruth, it was Ruth. Ruth Tambernino has Ruth's, a friend. Ruth's dropped friend. off a whole bunch of really cool old yes. newspapers. One of them dated. Uh, it's the Minneapolis Tri- Tribune, July twenty second, nineteen sixty nine. The big headline on top: Astronauts blast off safely from Moon, join with mothership for trip home. Sidebar story, and I was shocked about this. Luna fifteen appears to have crashed. Evidently, while our astronauts were walking on the moon, Russia attempted to land a satellite called Luna 15 at the same time. I did not remember this. And then they were going to land, pick up some samples, and race back to Earth and beat us at our own game. I hate that. Unfortunately, they came, as Joe said, they came in a little hot. Yeah. Uh, they were doing 300 miles an hour when they landed, and this thing blew up upon impact. But I had never, ever heard this. I haven't either. And I felt like a real dumbbell. Yeah. Uh, it, so this was a really fascinating story. Anyway. This, uh, I was just reading. I didn't know it either. I'd taken that paper home and read it. And now I just looked. Uh, this was the first time Soviet and American... Uh, the space efforts ever communicated with each other because the Soviets wanted to make sure they didn't run into oh. Apollo, the Apollo. So uh, we were actually talking to each so, other. Yeah, it's the first time they the two space programs had ever you know, been in touch with each other. Uh, of course, we're all aware of uh, Sputnik and all of that sure. and, yeah. and, and that competition, but this I found really fascinating. GLers, if you want to look it up, Luna 15. And you could have learned more if you went to the website at callapollo.com. Wow. That's pretty good, I thought. Thanks, Rook. I want What's you to call Apollo. Oh. <laughs> what, 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 what is with you children? It's an ad. It's an old uh, spot that we used to have. Yeah. Great guys. Yeah. We'd love to have them on a the gr- show. Yeah, absolutely. A green liquid was found oozing onto Interstate 696 in the Detroit suburb of Madison Heights on Friday. By the way, we caught a big one with that one, didn't we, Rook? Yeah, we really did. You know, oozing would be a great lake name. Oozing. <laughs> oozing, yeah. Oozing. Oozing. Lake oozing. Got a place up on oozing. Squeezes right out of... Uh, yeah. I, I think it's actually a creek up in yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. They, uh, this caused authorities to block off portions of the highway and call in federal agencies to investigate. Uh, it gets worse. By Saturday, it was discovered the mysterious oozing liquid was the chemical hexavalent chromium was leaking from a local business. Uh, Chromium is usually produced during industrial processes like plating. It's known to cause various forms of cancer. The chemical harmful to the respiratory system, kidneys, liver, skin, and eyes. It was leaking from the basement of the local business down into the ground, went into a drain that emptied out onto eastbound I-696, according to police. Had the liquid not been discovered, it could have ended up in Lake St. Clair, said Candace Miller, a county public works commissioner. The EPA indicated that once the chemical came up through the drain, it froze into a big greenish-yellow blob. The plan to dispose of the chemical is to bring in a type of excavator, scoop up the frozen waste, then put it into a safe container. Officials say that could take days to complete the cleanup process. You know, tomorrow, uh, Christmas Eve, Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, have more from this story that we've had the best decade in human history. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parse it all down. 
from the spectator. From the spectator. And I think you can see it on our website. Yeah, I'll I'll post it so that people can get a jump start on reading it. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, they'll be. Are we all here tomorrow? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes. I am not here tomorrow. You're not here. Oh, that's right. I've got preparations. Yeah. Uh, okay, thank you. We'll what are, all, we'll what are all you be... prepping for um, Christmas Eve? I, what, I, what are the preparations? Uh, just so I don't eat the potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> Which Again. I did one year. Again. You did one year. Yeah. This is really cinnamon here. <laughs> uh, the GL store on garagelogic.com. GL store, right? Perfect. Uh, thank you for that opportunity to get all of your Garage Logic gear. You're not going to get it by Christmas, but you know what? What the hell? It's going to be somebody's birthday. Let's go. Order up while you can, garagelogic.com. Click on gear. You'll find the button. And if you, uh, of course, during the holidays, you want to get caught up on podcasts that you have not listened to, there's a whole list a mile long at garagelogic.com. Chief, I owe you a six-pack. Wow. Look uh, look me up. Let's go have some beers together. In fact, if you want to just buy it, Kenny, give it to me. I'll I'll make sure that the chief... uh, Right. No. You're a bastard, Reavers. (laughs) Yep.